0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory.
1: Sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue, and I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are recording a, an episode in response to a Facebook post in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group, where someone said. They felt frustrated in their sewing right. because they were throwing away like a third of the things that they were making. Right. So it
2: totally shocked me. I it yeah. really did. I, I'm surprised.
1: And I would imagine that they're getting thrown away because like they don't fit.
2: Right. Or, well, and they there were a lot of responses to this uh-huh. that said, "Me too," or "I throw away a half," or you, you know, right. That type. Yes. I was just shocked. I was really, really shocked.
1: And uh, we've done a couple episodes that sort of relate to this. We've done When Should You Make a Muslin? So we'll we'll touch on that.
2: (laughs) Right. So go back and listen to that. (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, Then we've also – and we're just laughing because, you know, of course, that's a step in the testing process, right? right? Well,
2: and again – what would ZD do? Yep, she would test. Test, right? Um, and then you, also, you test, test, test.
1: I don't want to say, uh, you know, I don't think we're coming at this in in a in a place of like, well, we never throw anything away. We did do an episode on like when to quit. On oh, a, sometimes, on a project, yeah, yeah, remember? yeah. Or sometimes that project
2: can turn into something else. That can happen too. Well, I I right.
1: discussed a Morris blazer that I just really uh, did some flawed things to. Where's and that I, anorak? I, it's not. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong with it (laughs) it's just never going going to be finished ever (laughs) it's just not done finish
2: it for zelda when she's 20 yeah
1: there's nothing wrong with that thing okay so um we talked about though like when things when when you have actually like given up or thrown it away and actually the two things that popped into my mind they were jackets so this morris blazer that i'd neglected to follow an instruction and then did a stitch that it was just too much to take out, it was better off just like
2: well, I, I guess trash it. I, I really tried to think
1: back. I know you okay? did, yes, and you think really did. how
2: many things did I throw? What did I throw away? Um, I'm sure I've thrown away things. Yes, never a third. There's absolutely if if I would have been. I I hand it to these people. If I'd have been thrown away a third, I'd have quit. No,
1: I know. I I, I
2: can't believe that they had the tenacity. I I'm very impressed. That's by a it.
1: lot of frustration. So yes,
2: that's why yes. we wanted
1: to uh, you know address um, it.
2: Now I have made things that I didn't. Wasn't satisfied with maybe or was less satisfied
1: with, uh huh. Sure. Um,
2: or and realized I just didn't wear them as much because I didn't like them as much as something else I liked, right? But I would have not considered them failures.
1: Well, I think this just but comes... I do that even if I buy clothes, sure. Or I, I really think for us, for me and you, I think this just comes from the fact that we do. We do get to dedicate a lot of time to sewing, and we get to dedicate time being like careful and exploring well, and testing. And I think maybe some of the people in the group are people who just get to sew every once in a while, and they don't know the processes that might help them not to throw well, in Well, I of think the stuff. this is
2: the this is a process mm-hmm. of fast doesn't make happy.
1: <laughs> good good <sentence>. right? <laughs> yeah,
2: just because it sewed up quick or you know whatever that does not make happy okay. it does not make it all there's nothing wrong with taking your time that
1: is that is like a whole other therapy session that fast does not make happy right. don't you think I mean that is really I think that's something in our society in the DIY world that we need to have a reckoning well, about you know, <laughs> if
2: I wanted a t-shirt fast I honestly think I would go to Tarjay and get a six dollar t-shirt right okay I could try it on if it was six dollars and I ruined it I wouldn't be upset I wouldn't have any time invested in it or whatever I mean go buy a six dollar t-shirt I guess I don't okay. know
1: so so I think one thing that we've touched on before but that is a really good piece of advice if someone were to say hey Mal and ZD, I throw away a third of the things that I'm making try it on as you're point. making it. Yes, absolutely. At every point of the construction process. Okay, so we joke sometimes about sewing in our underwear or
2: because we do we, but right. even though we joke about it that is truly it's, what we do. It's
1: really true. Um and Mallory's
2: husband's constantly, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I'm like you know, or you've when, seen me in my bra 5,000 times. You like, know, don't worry about it anymore. When Sam
1: is over here, he makes sure to knock <laughs> before he brings up, like, a kid who needs to nurse or something like that. You know, he's he knows that we're going to be in those underwear. You know where it gets a little dicey is when you're sewing your own underwear. And I just think even though we're, we're mother and daughter and, like, Sam and you and I are really close – I think it would be inconsiderate of me to put my bare bum on one of our sewing chairs. So you have to, like, get in and out of the underwear, you know.
2: Well, and <laughs> I, I have been known to wear the skimpiest thing yes. I have and put the underwear over the top. You know, you can do that, too, until you get to the end.
1: So maybe...
2: Although, if you use the floozy-doozy pattern... Your underwear will fit because there you go. I never tried it on. And nope,
1: it fit. <laughs> yeah, I just got to, I just made some for a live broadcast and I came up to a really lovely note from my mom, which I can't read on air because it's full of profanity. But I said it was lovely, it was a compliment that yeah. they, they
2: fit. It was something like fit my fr- freaking butt, but that's not what yeah, it said. Yeah, something
1: like that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that that is fabulous, but a sewing a garment for yourself. Who you're right. you're probably an adult listening to this. Sewing a garment for yourself is different from sewing a bag. It's different from sewing a piece of children's clothing. Um it's different from sewing a quilt. Right. The it, The most important thing is fit. That's why you're that's, that's what you're getting to. The satisfaction yes. doesn't it's come from fit. it's
2: not not the fabric or uh-uh. the the first satisfaction comes from the fit
1: you could have the most perfect collar the most yes. perfect buttonholes the most perfect facings right and these things will matter zero percent to you if you don't like how it looks that's why right. you, you don't like you the fit
2: if you don't like the way it feels if you don't like the way it goes on if you don't like the way you know you wear it and how it feels when you're moving around or if it's too confining or if it's too loose you want Fit, right. fit, fit, fit.
1: So focusing on that fit, I think, is what might make a person who's feeling really frustrated right. happier. So when you focus on fit, first of all, look in your closet at what you like. Well, it,
2: That's the other thing. The style that you like or the style that you like the way it looks on you not every not every we've talked about pattern envelopes too Okay, and mom
1: what do you mean by style do you only you know elaborate on you know I think about a lot of things when I hear the word I like this style of shirt or I like this style of underwear it means so many things let's elaborate on that a little bit okay okay
2: I mean to me it's probably the cut of the fabric and the type of fabric Yes. So, so, it's shape? How, it's shape, how many seams are in it, where do the seams fall on my body. Oh, great. Right. Yeah. You know, that, you know, how does this fabric fall on? You know, I am really into knits. I can barely wear a woven anymore. This I is... don't even like wovens. I want to knit. I want yeah. the way it feels. Um. You know, when I'm out now, I've gotten into this aerial stuff. And what? And, what?
1: What do you like what? to do? What do I what do? What do you like to do? You know,
2: and like, <laughs> you know... Your dad and I, you know, walk by a um, kid's playground and I go over and, like, invert myself upside down and hang. I want knits. hmm You know, I, I'm just, uh, I, knits are convenient. Knits don't wrinkle. Knits pack easily. So there's a lot of things about knits I really like right now.
1: So I just am imagining our hypothetical uh, stitcher here. Right. Who maybe is a person who's, like, sewn other things. Uh, like quilts and bags, right? And, right. She's, and so, so she's
2: accomplished in stitching.
1: Yes. Yes. But then when she, when you know when they go to fit their I own, said she. It's okay. I think, they, the first, I think everyone yeah, the person yeah. who posted. I believe right. you know, it, was I a believe woman. she was a female. But yeah. when. When a person then goes and tries to make something for themselves, maybe they're intimidated by knits, right? That Sowing could be true. Yes, knits, yes. Even though that's maybe what they're wearing on a daily basis, right? right? And, man, I, I'm not against, like, making clothes out of quilting cotton, but it can go bad, okay? When well, you're trying quilting to, cotton does
2: not conform nicely to your body. You rarely,
1: know. I think, are people nowadays choosing to buy clothing that is made from that weight of fabric, and that
2: I don't how right. How right, many that, sundresses yes. do you see that are caught, made out of like a woven cotton anymore?
1: Not right, a ton. they have some
2: sort of knit. They have or they're they are they are cotton, but they've got a spandex, you know, element to them somehow.
1: And. Well, and it's funny because like closet case just came out with a a woven sundress and it's it's got princess seams and stuff. And it's it's really cute. And there are, you know, we're not saying like. I'm not saying they're not cute. Yeah. And then you can't make it or something. But you, that might be, I see a lot of people make things that have ended up having like too much ease and it's made out of a. A fabric that I don't think is really like what they are really wanting to wear as a garment, or and that's what or that they are them.
2: used to wearing as a garment. Yes, there you go. So we are used to that 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 elastic element.
1: Yes, we are. We are
2: used to you know the spandex being in the fabric. We're used to that give jeans. all have spandex in them now. Yep. Okay. So when you go to a woven, a stable woven, which is like quilting cotton, yes, sure. Um, you're dissatisfied because it doesn't have the movement that you, that that you're used to. And
1: we are making some, you know, like generalizations right. here and stuff. But I think that this is a this is something that we do run into a lot. So when you are going to pick out, you know, those patterns or something right. like that, you know, first I think you should go to your closet or a memory or uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something that you liked, right. and you need to note what you liked about it first right before going on before before going and picking a pattern okay before going and buying fabric I want I think you should look at that and in our wardrobe planner that's what we do in the beginning of every month when we focus on a different garment I say I say how many of these things do you have describe your favorite pair of Shorts, or your favorite pair of underwear or your favorite shirt and you need to write about the fit and you need to write about the fabric content. And that's what I do at the beginning of each month with that planner is, you know, have people reflect upon that. And I think that's really important. So what were you going to say?
2: Well, what you're saying is what I have preached for a really long time. Look at yourself and not the pattern envelope. So let's, okay, because that pattern envelope, many times is a drawing. Yeah. So that's totally screwing mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. It is not going to hang like that. It's not going to look like that. You know, they've made it marketable. Right. Okay. And I'm I'm not putting anyone down here, um, in their marketing their patterns. No. Okay. No, got to draw. something. I, I mean, there's got to <laughs> be something there. And sometimes there is a photograph. But I got news for you: that girl is not you. Right. And that you know that person on that. Envelope it's not you, and I'll tell you another thing: if you turn that person around, they might have that clipped on them to look like that, and they're not moving
1: or the garment. You know, there's
2: it. yeah Sometimes it just doesn't even fit. I've seen that too,
1: and I'm I, like, I've I can't seen, even
2: believe they published. I this. know. I'm
1: like, dude. Uh, yeah, I would've. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, let's take a let's take a quick message break and come back and talk about uh, picking patterns and uh, what's what's easy, what's not to sacrifice uh, good fit for easy, and not right. to sacrifice uh, and not to go go into uh, complex on some of your first forays into garment sewing
2: Mallory, tell me all about your dream come true wardrobe
1: planner. I have been dreaming about creating a wardrobe planner for years. Oh no since you were like, ate and started drawing with crayons <laughs> yes i love uh i love to sew and i love to write with paper products and and pens and everything and we have published a wardrobe planner we have a couple of different options on our website there is a universal wardrobe planner that you can purchase for 19.99 and print over and over again it'll help you plan any project you wish And then we also have themed wardrobe planners. And do you know what's special about those, Mom? What's special? Um, They include some hand-drawn illustrations by yours truly for whatever we're doing in the self-sewn wardrobe group that month, like PJs or underwear or our month of planning. Because we theme our months. Yes, so you can tackle a new wardrobe section each month in order to build your perfect self-sewn wardrobe so for more information about these you can go to sewhere.com planner and also check out the membership options because the universal wardrobe planner is included with the back stitch and straight stitch and zigzag memberships so go to sewhere.com slash planner sew, 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 sewing
0: out love.
1: And we're back so you are you know they didn't choose you to model for the pattern envelope right no matter <laughs> they who didn't, you are they didn't
2: make you they didn't use you as the standard
1: yeah <laughs> Yes. and I have to say I just want to throw this out here I personally am not a super hard person to fit really I end up fitting into a lot of straight sizes mm. so I just want to say this still even with not having a ton of, like, adjustments to make on myself, I still have to be careful about what styles I pick because I can end up not liking it. Right. All right. So this is totally subjective. We are not going to go into, like, if you're pear-shaped, you have to buy this type of pattern or something like that. You know, whatever. Uh, But you were talking about seams and seam lines, and I think that that is one place where this is where you need to be looking at the pattern envelope in a discerning fashion, right? Yes.
2: And you know, kind of to backtrack when you're looking in your sure. closet and you put on that you put on that t-shirt you like, more than likely it fits well at the shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Or now, you can also put on a shirt and look at it and go, "Oh, this doesn't fit at my shoulders." <laughs> why did I like this? If you get really get too yes. being critical about it, and that's what Okay, that's why I make my t-shirts. Right. What happens, Mallory, when I order a t-shirt like from one of from from like, you know, Acro or what do I do?
1: You always Modify it.
2: I have to recut it. Uh-huh. I have to remake the shirt. It just doesn't... I get a small, and it's just huge in the shoulders. I hope we
1: don't put our know. t-shirt promo in this. Oh. We'll <laughs> <That's
2: laughs> have answer. to remake it. I have to... But, but well, I don't remake every t-shirt. No, I know you what know. you mean, yeah. But, I guess, again, it's the line, it's the cut. Yes. And I wonder if the people who are having all of these failures... Um, the person that posted said, well, I even called the designer and asked if I had the right fabric and all this. Well, that's good because that, that that's cool. Yeah, we, that's We've cool. talked about this cool before. The pattern was made for those fabrics that the yes. designer list. Yes. Yes, that is what they have found that works. It doesn't mean you can deviate later, but what do I also say? You cannot break a rule until you know why there is a rule
1: or you've mastered the rule. Right.
2: Yeah, you have exactly. to master the rule before you can break it. Now sometimes there's a happy accident, but you know, more than likely you can't just jump into big changes sure. and think it's going to think yeah. it's going to come out okay. Um but that pattern uh-huh. that this person used i don't i don't know why they failed um did it not fit you know did it not but she did not mention fitting the pattern or making a muslin
1: no she didn't
2: and you know that is absolutely one thing or i would have a sloper that i could lay the pattern over and Mm go oh wow this shoulders way too broad for me or whatever. Right. And the other thing is taking those measurements, measuring my shoulders and then measuring the shoulder of the dress. People don't do that anymore. You know, people don't do that. They don't think about it. And all of a sudden you have this huge wide shoulder or something.
1: Yeah, I think that when you start to learn about fabrics that exist nowadays, right. okay? And you can look at patterns I think that something I'm really glad that I know how to do is I get to look at a garment and say, it needs to stretch here, but it doesn't need to stretch here, but it needs to, I don't need ease here, but I need ease here. You know, like you're talking about making a muslin, and I was bringing up the Kelly Anorak, right? (laughs) Okay, the only thing I did to make that, to, to really know if that fit me was I did I measured the shoulders I looked at the because size it's range coat. yes I looked at the size range I you know kind of right decided okay I think I'm that size and then I measured the shoulders okay and then I measured where it would go on my shoulders okay it's a little further out and we are going to take up seam allowance I will be wearing clothes under this And then I looked at the bust. I'm not a person who has to fight with a a disproportionately or non-standard size bust. Right. Right. But I looked at that. It's all good. Now, me, in my experience of making garments, I felt okay cutting into my fabric then. Right. Okay. Not everybody but would. But that is a
2: garment that hung from your shoulders it was not
1: fitted anywhere else. You got else. it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying like being able to look at these things, okay? Right. Being able to look at the areas of the garment that need to quote fit or need to be uh close to the body measurement right. and areas that don't. Like if you're going to make a I think we've talked about this in another podcast. If you're going to make some peasant blouse that has some huge gathered bust area, where there's actually four times as much fabric as As
2: anyone ever needed, as the circumference
1: of the bust, obviously, even if you have gigantic boobs, you might not need an FBA in that, even if you do an FBA in everything else. And I'll tell you something
2: else that might be funny about that. Yeah. If you're a smaller person or a person, you know, that, that, Sometimes you can't take that voluminous fabric. You will make that, and you'll like, oh my god, I look like it's overwhelming, overwhelming me. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. I did. So, so you know that happens too. But I, I understand. I mean, what you said. I, I don't want to take away from what you said. Sure. If no, there's, I don't think you are. M- if there's, you know, I would probably not worry about an FBA. Yeah. Okay. In a peasant blouse.
1: That's yes. And
2: guess who looks really not happy in a peasant blouse? You. Me.
1: I just don't feel like I look good with all that fabric okay, on me. and then here's the other deal, I guess. We get so many people who post in the group and say, help me with fit here. And then other people are like, there's nothing wrong. That's right. You look great. And I don't we think— We can those,
2: be overcritical. I don't
1: think those people are being right. falsely um, encouraging. No, I don't I either. think that they right. are genuinely like—and I mean, sometimes when— I don't do this in the group because I don't know everybody, like, personally, but, right. you know, we'd have people come in the shop and be like, oh, there's just a little this, and I remember Dixie with her yep. her wavy striped knit fabric saying she didn't match her stripes, right. and I I went, Dixie, no, you, you can't, they can't it. be matched, and you right. look fabulous, right. and you need to just own that, you know, so I can't say that to everyone who I don't know personally in the group, but that will happen, okay, so that right. will happen. Or you've made it out of a fabric that, uh, or you've chosen a style that got advertised to you, right? Like you mentioned, okay. Or chosen something too complex. There is a fine balance between too complex and then overly simple. An over a very simple garment. Let's talk about our very own easy t class, okay? This garment is a dolman sleeve woven t shirt. It has...
2: But it's made with your measurements It is made with your measurements,
1: but it has two pattern pieces. Right. It's what we
2: call a pancake pattern in our house.
1: That's right. It does two pieces
2: together, just slapped together. It doesn't
1: have a lot of opportunity for seaming. Okay, so let's go from Easy T, where it's two pattern pieces. So you got two side seams and two shoulder seams, right? Because you have two sides and you have two shoulders. Then let's go to like, I don't know, 30 piece seamed like bustier top okay where there's where it's like whatever two inch pieces all the way around the body that would allow for super duper tailoring all right we need to find a happy medium here you know maybe you want to make your first thing out of knit so it's a little more forgiving maybe you're cool with the easy D because it is a class that's based on your measurements it isn't a um a pattern that's dictated to you but keep that in mind you know you want those opportunities for fitting if you are a person with a body that has a lot of difference between like bust waist hip
2: so what you just said and I said my journey has been I have not thrown that many things away yes okay now I I started sewing in the 60s woven fabric everybody yeah that's about what we had um there were a few cotton, you know, like interlocked knits, but they didn't stretch a whole lot anyway. Um, the first thing I made was a pancake garment, if you remember. I laid down and traced around myself, right? Right. I was eight years old. Okay. Yes. And it worked. Who knows why? Right. Okay. But I, I, I did know there needed to be, like, seam allowance or right. something. But, you know, who knows why that worked? But it did. The very next garment I made for myself was an A-line skirt. So think about that. Right. It had to fit my waist mm-hmm. and and just slide over my hips. Right. Okay. The next thing I made after that was a sheath dress. Mm-hmm. And I remember making it and it winding up being too too broad in the shoulders. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know about FBAs. Right. I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't underst- I wasn't that aware that, you know, my breast were out of proportion to my shoulders by the standard of the pattern yes. yes okay so i saw that and i i cut it back the next time you okay. know and and i it wasn't hard to fit my hips yeah i just took it in yeah so to speak and then i got better and then i got to a princess seam shift mm-hmm. you know i bet i made that sheath or shift Fifty times, right? Okay, I added, I added pockets, I added a collar, I added a sleeve. I took a sleeve away. I added a different length sleeve. You know, uh, whatever I did, and then I knew that bodice fit me. Mm -hmm. So then, when I wanted a shirtwaist dress, right? Bam, bam! I all I had to do was cut it off and put a skirt on it. Like,
1: I think if we were really good marketers, we would have our sheath class ready for this podcast. Yes, Um, uh... we should.
2: But what what I'm saying is these people that are unsuccessful, maybe they need to start over, and get the basics, and not slam themselves with you know Rudy tooties hot and you know cutie doozy pattern, you know booty (laughs) pattern, right? Like you know something simple. Where you can go, oh, the shoulders are too wide. Yes. And I don't have to worry about this pleat or this tuck or this thing that's supposed to cross on my chest. Okay. And, so you, and all of that.
1: Yeah. You're also talking about sort of like design details yes, and things like that. Yes. There can't
2: be that many details when you first start out.
1: It, yeah. It will just get in the way well, of you seeing what you need. Yeah. Let's talk about Rachel. Rachel makes all these knot tops. Okay. Yes. And Rachel's. Got it. Like, right. she knows how to do that. But it's I also just, knit. Yes. yes. It, but I also think about that pattern, and I I had the experience of somebody bringing in a pattern like that, that it wasn't a knot, but it had a collar that was...
2: And they wanted a woven. But no, it was, was a it knit. A no. Like,
1: once you understood it, like, right. it worked. But I was like, this, we are focusing so much on this design detail. Right. That we are not... She is this, she's not
2: learning to sew. She's not getting right. the
1: fit and da 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 da. Right. So Rachel's got her fit and she understands her pattern and all that jazz but I just think about I think knots are kind of popular right now. And I think about the knots they they're a weird thing. They always got to be lined and you're right. trying to da, right. da, da, da da and you can't tell and you're not you're trying not to show the wrong side of the fabric or whatever. And then like the one thing that was down below is now back up at your shoulder right. and stuff. So yes, I think that it's a choosing something without a bunch of extra design details is really good so like a smooth sort of so what, what
2: else in life i mean if you learn to play the piano you don't even learn with both hands first yeah right you play a scale with one hand
1: mhm
2: you know then you then later you learn the chords with the left hand i mean you don't do you know the the complicated composition so right away,
1: I'm going to be singing in a cabaret <laughs> in a couple of weeks, and it's you know call it a cabaret because it's just a bunch of single performers like doing different songs, and it is um, to benefit. Uh, you something wearing your called, black
2: mesh dress? No,
1: no, it's to benefit oh. something called um, City of Refuge. So it's a, it's like a fundraiser and everything. So I'm really like trying to work on this. I haven't sung in public for a long time, and the other day I was doing it and I was like, man. I, so I was singing this in my head, and I was singing it randomly, and it wasn't in the right key. Right. So then I download, like, the accompaniment track, and I'm singing it in the right key. And, man, wherever that was in my range, it was just causing me to cough up copious amounts of phlegm. Okay? <laughs> and, like, I was like, bah! like, And I was like, well, this is Okay, isn't... what does this have Hold to do on, with Hold on. I'm showing. getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sing it a few more times. So all that evening, phlegm monsters, right? Go to sleep, wake up the next day. And then I'm singing it again, and it goes so much better. Okay, sometimes it just takes one more day.
2: Or practice, 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 practice.
1: Well, now, when you go, but here's the deal. You talk about piano, and I'm talking about singing. Right. When you sing the song wrong, like your time is gone. But when you do sew so the dress wrong, I know it's so much more material and well, tangible. Well, yes,
2: and you can see it, and it went wrong, and you have yes. to look at it. Yes.
1: It is so much more... I get it. I it's it's right. a, it's got to be a more um, well tangible reminder of your quote practice or failure. I, you know, I, when right? people
2: come into the the yes yes I do believe yes. that. And here's another thing that happens: comparing yourself to other people. Oh yeah. So people walk into the aerial class, and all they've had is introduction to the silks, so to speak, uh-huh. right? And they walk in and. There's all levels of people in this class, right? People that have been there a year, people that have been there two weeks. And the teacher's up there doing something and somebody gets up on the silks and bam, they just, you know, do, do it. it. Right. It looks great. they got they got poised. They're pointing their toes. Yeah. They're, they're extending their arms and everything. And you get up there and you can barely climb up <laughs> to get on this. And these people are like, oh, my God. And I go, no one walked in here being able to do this the first day. There is no one that walked in there and did it the first day. Now, some people it takes longer than others, right? Some people can do some things better than people can do. Some people have a natural affinity for one thing versus the other. It's just who we are. But I just really think whatever is happening that you're throwing a third of your stuff away or a half of your stuff away, I'm so afraid these people are going to get discouraged.
1: Yeah, and angry and, yes. and not want to sew I anymore. I mean, I would be. Yeah, absolutely. I would really be well, discouraged. And that's why I, I people come in the group often and say, like, where should I start? Right. I think that's really great. And I hope that we can come up with a little program, like I was telling you before the podcast, how to get back into sewing. We can suggest, right. you know, a few patterns or a few things to do. Well,
2: I think the ECT is a great place. I do. I think the leggings are a great place. I do you
1: think that is... St- I think our leggings
2: class is excellent because you're learning to measure a lot of places. Yeah. You know, and I believe the instruction on there is quite extensive Mm -hmm. on knits. So, you know, that. and floozy-doozy is really simple.
1: Well, and the leggings are something that can be made into so many different things. Absolutely. And, like, lots of people wear leggings right Right. now. You know, so I, I agree. Those classes where you are kind of drafting your own. And people, I think, are resistant, I guess, to the drafting of their own clothing. I've heard from group members that... Someone in another sewing group will say, I want a leggings pattern that fits. And they're like, well, try this class. And they're like, I don't want to draft my own.
2: Okay. If you don't draft it, it's probably not going to fit.
1: If If you're having trouble with other patterns. I just think it's
2: so funny when people go, drafting, it takes, no, it takes a lot more time to cut out somebody's pattern who fits some arbitrary body. Right. And then try and fit it to yourself. So...
1: When you draft, not only are you hopefully going to get closer to a good fit on the first try, you're also learning. Oh. Aren't you? Yep. Learning you're learning You're
2: learning your body. You're learning Structure. why that curve is there. Yeah. Or why that pattern piece looks that way. Yeah. It makes, I think, I just think it's such a better way to learn. You know, that is the way people used to sew.
1: I think that that's a really good uh you know, yes. I just think it's a good piece of information to have. If you came from quilting, bag making, children's garment background, you are used to just getting out the pattern, cutting it. Well, you only had to together. fit a square. That's right. Okay. Yes. So you're used to just getting out the pattern. The, that is, those are the skills that you had to develop, right. and they are skills. And you do have Absolutely. to cut accurately, yes. right? So there's one. So, hey, and
2: match you know, match pattern pieces hey, and, and hey, yes. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna bring this around so nicely right now. Okay.
2: Like oh, just, she's, oh she's oh she said an epiphany. Take, take a
1: listen, all right. So if you came from those backgrounds, you needed to cut accurately, you learned about design, you know, da 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 da. So our one extra little, you know, what do I wanna say, glitch that we're throwing in is it's for you. And it has to fit you for you to be happy. Right. So that's where that drafting stuff can come in. Yeah. Right. Oh, Sorry, I guess okay. I thought that was really good. Can you applaud for me or is it No. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, oh Mallory, Mallory, Mallory. <laughs> well, um, I think the other thing that's happened actually with us, we have talked about this and how to make people successful at sewing. And you know that's my big thing yeah I want people to be successful I want people to like what they're doing um I want it to be their therapy I want it to be their go-to outlet um every you know creative outlet is so important to so many people oh no oh man people who don't have it I don't know I don't know what they do can
1: I can I share something with you oh no she's can I share something with you
2: I guess, but you never let me finish. I'm
1: sorry. Uh, let me. let You need to finish, and then I gotta share this. Yeah, Go you ahead. probably Go confused ahead. me. I'm sorry. But- <laughs> I was just but, so excited. but but
2: successful, and I think what I was going to say about us, especially with the fluzy doozy. Now this is July <laughs> of 2018. Um, we have come up with a semi dra a quasi drafting
1: I called it a pattern and drafting guide it is I thought that was a good so
2: those people who just want to cut it out I mean it's very very much in between and is going to fit you so much better than just a pattern like I said for that arbitrary body type
1: so what I was going to say about creativity is I think a lot of you knew when I was like reading everything by Gretchen Rubin for a while now I'm reading everything by Brene Brown. And she talks about creativity and how she studied people and the people who were, whoop, who were the happiest, the most joyful. She calls them, like, wholehearted people. You know, people who are able to enjoy life and, like, have a good time, right? Um, they all have a creative outlet. And she said that creativity, like, if you don't use it, if you don't have a creative outlet, it does not go unexpressed. It will express itself in anxiety. It will express else. itself in rage. It will express itself in a distri- in something in destructive it, or in something negative destructive. it can express itself in addiction. And I was just like, Whoa! Like I got chills a little bit because I've never been able to put my finger on like why the creativity was so important to me. So
2: being addicted, you, you know, should, it's much better to be addicted to sewing, <laughs> right? Well, than th- than some harmful substance to your body. And I
1: guess one could say when she says creation or creativity, when we say when we say creativity, we think of like painting and sewing and dancing and da da da. Well, like when you. Have an addiction to something, a substance, a food, mm-hmm. a da-da-da. You're just putting a lot of energy into getting that. Right. And I think that we all know someone or we have a story about that. And so the creativity is a productive, creating a good thing, you know, out of it. Where I just didn't, I didn't really see like sort of like creativity and like sort of destruction necessarily as flip sides of the same coin. I didn't really realize how she sort of described them being linked, and I'm sure that someone could argue that this isn't true or whatever. Well, there's
2: many but sayings of, about you know idleness.
1: Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Um, that maybe that's where that comes from. You mm-hmm. know, so if you're not if you're not making something, you'll make something that doesn't help you. You right. know, you can... It goes
2: the other way. Yes.
1: And so then when you do get to have a creative outlet, you get to get some, like, perspective and some joy, and it helps you in other areas of your life, you know? Right. And I, I was just like, I guess maybe it was a little, uh, what's that called? confirmation bias. It's like, yeah, I knew that. I knew creativity (laughs) is important. You know, Brene. Like, you know, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. So we want you, while you're being creative, to be happy so that you keep having your creative outlets so you're making productive things and you're not throwing a third of it away. And I just feel so bad for these people. Like, I I, I just- It's it's like,
2: I just don't think it has to be that way.
1: And it's also hard. You know, I'm glad we don't, in a lot of ways, I'm glad we don't have the store anymore because- it was like a lot of work, and and it I means it's not like I don't want to work hard, but it wasn't where I wanted to be all the time. I
2: just feel like we reach so many more people. We
1: do, but then sometimes I'm like, I just wish I, I could know. come help. I know you. if I was in you person. Know, yeah. Well, but you know, we also didn't
2: get to, and and having the store yeah. meant we couldn't make patterns. It's very we true. We could, yeah. You know, these yes. things couldn't happen. It was just so consuming. It was so
1: much. But but I do sometimes feel that way. Now, maybe this person's never listened to one of our podcasts. Yeah, I thought about that, too. Maybe we can help. I thought about that, too.
2: But Uh, all you have to do is say, Alexa...
1: That's right. We are... um, uh, Alexa is now pulling from TuneIn, a podcast engine. I don't know if everybody knows how podcast... We're wrapping up the episode now. Okay. Um, (laughs) TuneIn and, and like, Apple Podcasts and, and all these places, you know, podcasters, we host our own podcast on our site, and those sites like Stitcher or Podcast Addict or whatever, they are just engines that kind of deliver that to you, okay? So, the file's always being downloaded from our site. So, Alexa, for a while there was only giving podcasts, I think, from Spotify, and not everyone is on Spotify. Spotify does not want everyone's podcast, I guess, you know, and I really haven't explored how to get on there because... I don't know. Not that I don't care. Um, But it's not my priority. And so anyway, today, Derek asked Alexa to play Stuff You Should Know. And Alexa Uh said it it. was from TuneIn, not from Spotify. Ah. And I was like, Alexa, stop. Alexa, play Sewing Out Loud. Sorry, I can't find the song Sewing Out Loud. Uh -uh. Alexa, play podcast sewing out loud and she was like, there
2: is a sewing out loud song she was though. like okay
1: <laughs> we haven't published it so <laughs> That's anyway right. so yeah uh, it was she's you, we're on there okay um, you can you can listen to sewing out loud via Alexa. All right well we hope that we can help you to be creative and successful Something I didn't share I got a really nice email from Issa who is a so here so Porter, so thank you very much Isa and she mentioned that she's going through a lot of, Uh, change in her life and she used some of our tips to make sewing successful for her they're tips given long ago but they stuck with her Yeah, you know and so I don't want to share details because she really didn't give me permission to do that yet but I I was like good we are being useful you know we are being helpful to people and I think that um, yeah I think that I hope this podcast help you not throw away so many things you know but if you do have to that's okay too Right. It's Just okay hide them in away. the bottom of the, right. the
2: trash can. Just yes. don't
1: let them like live on in your, don't look in at your brain and, and your Don't look at them and be miserable about yeah. them. Start on the next thing, right? Learn and, and move on. All right, Mom. Take it away.
2: So know that Mallory and I want you to sew long and so happy.
0: Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.